There's a cat in between you and my monitor. There's a cat between us, so where is your god? Well, yeah. Um, Babylon Zoo once said. Yes, yes, they did, famously. How's our delay? There's no delay. Oh, all right. Let's do it for real now. How, <laughs> how's our delay? Fine. Okay, that's all right then. I thought there actually was a, a, a delay. Okay. No delay. Mm. Oh, you're you're full of the joys of spring today, aren't you? I'm all about the '90s musical references. <laughs> I you find me in in uh, in quite chipper mood, actually. Are you in fine fettle? I am in the finest of fettle, actually. Yeah, um, I'm working on an interesting thing. Well, I don't know if it's that interesting. Um, as <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to live that sort of mobile lifestyle, and more importantly, I'm going on a legit holiday in August for a week. I'm going camping. Nice. And I'm going to have limited to little internet, uh, but I still have an important—I'm I'm an important man, John. Um, people rely on me for certain things, and that's no longer even a lie. Um, okay. <laughs> I didn't say it was. No, I know, I, I know. Um, and so I need to be able to help people with things like can you refresh my feed or uh, this is with with the podcast stuff or uh, can you change my account to do this and this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and usually I'll do that in a terminal but as uh, the the infrastructure I have now I don't have a machine that I can SSH into because they're all disposable uh, they right. get spun up when they're needed and then when I deploy code new ones get spun up to replace the old ones so it's not okay. like I have a set of IP addresses that I can talk to that's like here's the server I wrote a tool for my Mac that I can talk to whatever server uh, is responsible that deals with that type of request so it's like uh, it, it works really quite nicely and people who know Heroku know all that kind of stuff anyway um, but it's not in Heroku it's a self-built thing anyway it means that like if if I'm out and about, because I've been caught short on this a couple of times now, if I'm out and about and there's a problem and it's something that's actually quite easily fixed, like just refreshing a feed or something like that, I can't do it on the road. Right. Um, and so I'm, I, I've been meaning to do this for weeks and I'm, I'm just doing it now. I'm building a, a like a little control panel into the, because uh, the, the framework that I build most of my sites in is magnificent and it comes with like a free admin area it's just built for you and it manages all of your objects uh and you know there's lots of things it can't do out of the box because it's just like it looks at your data structure and says okay well this is a string so we'll have this kind of field here this is a boolean so we'll have a tick box here and it's really really good for uh 80 percent of the uh, of the stuff you want to do but for that extra 20%, you need a bit extra. And you can just go in and say, okay, for this type of object, uh, I want to display this type of form or these buttons or whatever. And that's what I'm doing now. So that if someone comes to me with a thing, with an account problem or with a whatever, uh, I should be able to be on the road and just go blip and now you're done. Uh, and uh, so that's quite fun. It's quite nice that, to do so. Like that. Uh, uh, that sounds that sounds good on the one hand. Yeah. <laughs> but what what kind of holiday are you going on? Where, where this is a problem. Uh, so it's um, my parents' anniversary coming up. No, I don't mean what's the what's the occasion of the holiday. Okay, it's camping. I mean, I'm, I know. I'm, I mean, doesn't sound like you're on holiday. <laughs> I can't not be responsive. Not <laughs> when I am basically podient. That's not mm. a thing that can happen. 
Mm-hmm. So that's Can the answer to that. Can somebody else do it? Uh, yeah, great. And 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 I pay them how <laughs> with what? <laughs> okay. Is is the is the honest answer to that? Uh, you know, for someone to effectively be on call, um, you know, because it's just office hours aren't really a thing when you run mm. an international business on a small scale. Which that might sound a little bit grand, but it's genuinely the case. You know, I deployed something yesterday and it caused a bit of disruption, and I did it in one of the times that. <clears throat> is usually supposed to be the least disruptive but because it's an international service there is no like appropriate time to do stuff now because 3 a.m is a peak time for someone and also eternal um so yeah um so no i i can't expect someone else to do it and i can't pay someone to do it so it's really just making sure that when my intercom app buzzes to let me know someone's got a thing um you know if it's something that needs a bit more work i may have to say look i'll get to it next week but if it's something that i can do with a control panel that i would normally do in the terminal and i can just do it on the fly and you know over probably not great internet then so be it that's that's the that's the idea so yeah i can't have a complete shutdown holiday so from from an investment point of view um, investments of, of money and, and time. Yeah. <laughs> is it so, so your, your thinking at the moment is, is that it's, it's better that you invest time in making a system that will mean that you can use less time in the future to do the things yourself. It's a big, a big way uh, that I operate. Let's, Rather yeah. than thinking you could spend some time doing paid work now and then pay someone to just make all the problems disappear when you're gone. Uh, part of that is issue is, I think, being a bit of a control freak. Okay. Um, <clears throat> being, I don't know, um, I, I, I probably, I, I absolutely want to get to the stage where I can, um, so I use this tool called Intercom, and it's wonderful, and it's expensive, and it's worth it. It's completely worth it. Uh, I don't begrudge the really quite large to my mind, bills that I get from them every month, Um, which is, you know, over $150 a month. Mm -hmm. Um, But for what it enables, I don't Mm -hmm. begrudge it. What I think would be awesome is for them to have some plug-in humans that can actually do stuff. It would Mm -hmm. be amazing if they could sell the ability, not, not like a mechanical Turk, but like where you could just rent, you know, sort of whatever they support, people have this name for like line one or line two i don't quite understand what it is like enterprise level software has this like line mm-hmm. one support or whatever it's called um but the the idea to plug in uh, like when i'm away make the system um have the receptionist person who can deal with certain types of requests and maybe i give them access to be able to do certain rudimentary things in the admin area that would be baller Mm. um and that's where i'd like to be in terms of later down the line if i can uh basically find some people in india let's be honest um Mm -hmm. who can be good and friendly and nice and deal with people's uh, uh requests on things that you know, it's what uh, what is in, um, and this is no disrespect to, to customers, but this is what in the West Wing they called knucklehead stuff. 
Mm-hmm. So it's getting the knucklehead stuff off your desk. Um, it's 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 answering certain questions that you know someone someone uh, got in touch via the intercom thing a couple of days ago and just posted free question mark. <laughs> it's like what what mm, um, and and just stuff like that would be really really cool. But uh, I yeah I would like to get to that stage. I've got goals, John. I mean I've obviously obviously building out tools for yourself now that streamline you responding to things will also help you to make process manuals and to very much ensure so. that people who you pass it on to will be able to to um to fulfill the the request in the way that you would want it done yeah. so it's um I, I mean i'm 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 playing the dickhead role aren't i obviously by asking you that the question in that way um, a devil's that, advocate to a degree that's that's my job um, <laughs> in, in our relationship. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's time. It's, I don't think it's time wasted at all. You're, you're, you're building systems that will allow you to scale when, when the, when the budgets are, are, are in place. But um, I hope you don't have to use the tool yourself too much when you're on a holiday in a blinking field. Yeah, so do I. Uh, but um so this will be a web dashboard that you can run on your pad then that's exactly it yeah so it it already exists in Django anyway so I can go in and do I can only really go in and look at things because if I try and alter things with um with the Django dashboard it, it might because it's kind of dumb it doesn't understand what the app actually is it's just a form that has fields and so you know if if I edit the podcast table uh, and and screw something up. That's you know real live data. So having something that's a bit more action based, where most of the data is read only, and you're just queuing off background processes to say, you know, go and publish the feed again, or go and whatever, you know, because that that can be a common thing, uh, or change this account type, um, undelete this podcast because someone's you know decided oh they do want to keep the podcast going. Uh, that's been a common thing. Um, that, you know that kind of stuff. So presumably you're also in inside intercom. You're you're building up a, a library of uh, standard responses and things as well. So that that'll be helpful. There is a degree of that. Wow, your cat just said something, and then I just looked to my left, and Roscoe was staring straight at me, just like, hmm. Um, oh, oh, good oh, grief! Oh, that Hello. pierced my ears. That was really. Um, I might have to duck that in the audio because yeah. that was really. Ow. Yeah. Oh, I meant to put the pop shield on today, or try. I'm not sure that, that wouldn't have helped. That wouldn't have caught the cat anyway. Oh, oh, poor, poor uh, Sophie. Sophie, that's isn't it? Sophie. Yeah, yeah. She's there's nothing, nothing wrong with her. Get no, off the no. laptop. Apart from she's needy. Um. Anyway, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. There was oh intercom. Yes, uh, standard responses. There, mm-hmm. there are standard responses that you can do, and there's also one of the big things that I'm um, a, a big fan of. And, and Brendan, our community manager, and his uh, wife Sarah have done huge, hugely, bigly, great, great things. With um, is uh, there is a and it like a a semi AI built into the system so if you ask certain questions it will search it's not uh, knowledge database and that's a, just a um a big database of well knowledge it's just got articles of like how to upload this what to do if this happens and so if if intercom thinks it can answer the question uh it will use those articles and often it does and people go away happy because they've got answers to common questions and that's really great 
So it's not just having a stock response that you can do. This system actually pre-qualifies and, and, and sort of tries to step in and go, do you need to speak to a human or can we resolve this this way? Yeah. Um, but does it in a way that's transparent? You know it's a... Yep. Sorry, you know, I don't know what to do about the cat. No, it's okay. You know it's a bot, and um, yeah, it's 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 really, really good. I, re- I really like it. There's been a few times where I've signed up for the service at like a basic level, and then they've upsold me about three three times because there's mm. just extra useful things that it can do. So yeah, it's great. Mm. <gasps> and you can set um, you can set office hours on it as well, can't you? So you, you can, can set an expectation. Absolutely. That, 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 do you know what? I may be the company, I may be taking my iPad on holiday to respond to things, but I am actually going to sleep. Yes. So, uh- <laughs> yes. And one one thing I made it do, which is not one of the things they advertise, but is really, really, really useful, and then we'll get off this topic, mm-hmm. is I made it chase up um, late payments or bad payments. Oh, yeah. nice. By hooking it up to Stripe and then... Um, getting the data to merge with my customer data so as long as the i think the email address matches uh Mm -hmm. the two things match up in intercom and then i can create a segment that says if the last payment failed send this message and it works okay people actually come back reporting tool that will trigger an automated thing essentially yeah there's part of intercom has this um this automated messaging system and you can message people in app or uh, via email and i use it uh, for a few things and uh, you can pick segments and it's it's it always runs so anytime anyone enters that segment Mm -hmm. whatever the segment may be so the segment might be uh trial expires in seven days and mm-hmm. so whenever someone enters that segment, whenever that Boolean becomes true for that person, they get this message. And never again, they, they don't get the same message, you know, if they enter the segment again. Uh, and so for, uh, except for, I think, yeah, well, I, I'll have to check for de- what they call delinquent payments. It's such an insulting term, but that's, you know, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so whenever someone enters that segment, they get a message to say, hey, looks like your last payment failed. Uh, you can go to your dashboard, update your card. And if you've still got any issues, get in touch and people get in touch and they change the cards and so it actually that's a legit thing that really nice. really helps i'm really really pleased with that and and it's you know it's not a hack but it's certainly uh it's it's an extracurricular use of the facility and i'm I'm quite pleased with that well i mean it it sounds it sounds like it's it's a feature that's built in that you've created your own use case for mm. which is a which is a valid one it doesn't doesn't sound like you had to do any extra scripting or anything nope. or um, you just have to say, just look at these two data sets using your existing tool. Thank you. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, click and type, nice. click and type. Lovely. Lovely stuff. So how'd you get on with uh, the Eli Roberts uh, episode of B- uh, the Beef and Dairy Network podcast? You gave me a lot of homework. Nice, I did. <laughs> um, first two episodes, I was like, oh, this is okay. He sent me four things and, and the first two are like 10 minutes long. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> and then the last two are like hour long or something. Um, yeah, well, that's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Things I do for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, th- I thought it was funny, actually. I, mm-hmm. I, I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I liked... The, uh, my favourite thing was the, the entire conceit of the overarching podcast rather than Eli himself. Okay, yeah. Um, I, I, I really liked that somebody had managed to make, for comedic effect, uh, essentially a, a sponsored... Um, content podcast. Yeah, 
for a, for a fictional organization um, and, and had done it well in a way that was uh, was believable whilst being very, very silly. Yeah, that's a that's it, a fair assessment. Yeah, no, it, it hit all the markers of the thing it was trying to parody in mm-hmm. a in a in a in a nice nice way. And um, to then, I've not heard anything that isn't an Eli Roberts episode of it. But then, <laughs> presumably, they, they've got well, I can see they've got a lot of episodes. Yeah. So to keep that spinning for such a long time, yeah, is really really quite interesting as well to have taken this joke that there is um, a a podcast for beef and dairy industries. Which is the companion podcast to, to, to a printed magazine newsletter, yeah, and magazine. Sorry, um, and to be able to get new jokes out of that setup every week is is yeah, that's pretty impressive. So props to them. No wonder they've been getting awards for things. Yeah, um, like with a lot of the podcasts that you enjoy that you recommend to me, I struggle <laughs> with it a bit. <laughs> okay, and the, the, the main thing is is that. Uh, I, I enjoy the I enjoy the, the people doing their acting. <laughs> I enjoy and appreciate the jokes. Yeah. I can't quite get these sorts of formats to fit into the way that I listen to podcasts in a uh, way that makes sense to me. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know why, but uh, because I tend to listen to podcasts on commutes, walks, runs, um, and those sorts of things, um, I can tune my ear in better to documentary and to conversation, um, but the kind of performative stuff is something I would enjoy watching as television more. Right. Where I'm sitting down and I'm focused on it. Yes. Um, and obviously I don't need to focus on it because there's no visual, mm-hmm. but, but, but still I kind of, um, particularly the two longer pieces. Yeah. I, I didn't really take a lot of them in the, the two shorter ones I did because they were more like a, even though they were long for a sketch, they were more like a sketch. Yes. Um, so yeah, a, a more a more expanded piece doesn't quite fit with the way that I listen to podcasts, and that's okay. why I, I've never really got on well with radio dramas. Um, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I I understand that. Uh, I well, I can understand that. It's not obviously something I experience, but I I yeah, the the way you listen, and I think this probably bleeds into my homework a, a little bit as well. Um, mm. Yeah, you sort of have to be in the right mindset and. And yeah, taking sometimes taking the time, and sometimes it's part of a routine. I pretty much listen to podcasts, all of them in the same way in any order, apart mm. from Dubai Friday, which at the moment because it's it's, I mean, I'm sure it'll be supplanted by something else, but it's the one I save. Mm. Um, so often when I hear the, the that's your treat, isn't it? It is. It's my little weekend treat. So often when I hear the little clash of the piano, um, it's too early, and so I'm skipping to another podcast. And then mm. when I'm cooking um, on a Friday after a week of work, then mm. that's when I put it on. But everything else, like it all, just goes into the mix. Mm. But yeah, I, I I do understand that, and and the, I think the performative aspect I think is a is an interesting an interesting spin. Mm. Um, because it is a very different type of show. It's um, and actually that's one of because I I wondered about Merlin doing a Merlin Merlin man doing a Merlin man thing, um, mm. Merlin mansplaining um, mm. a while back about why he doesn't like quote unquote comedy. And mm. I really thought, what a fucking dumb, fucking hipster, irritating, dumb fucking thing to say. It's like, um, all right. Uh, no, I, I know. You liked him. <laughs> oh, I, I do. I do. I, I do. Absolutely. But all three of them on that show can sometimes say the dumbest fucking things. Like, um, 
uh, Alex Cox, wonderful, wonderful Alex Cox saying, oh, uh, oh, the the last of it, the last of us isn't a good game. No, 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 it demonstrably is. You don't like it is a different thing from it's not a good game. Let's I not let's, her out saying that. I don't. Yeah. That, that's I let's must not. Have just... Let's not because that's just being silly. That's you just being um, a, a contrarian because whatever reason you want to be a contrarian. We there are some things that are objectively good. You might not like them. That's fine. That's a different thing from quality. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so they all have these little things that they want to say, um, but I. Having thought over the last week or so about that thing of not liking comedy and especially not liking comedy podcasts, Mm -hmm. I'm starting to get it because Mm -hmm. things that announce themselves as Mm -hmm. comedy are often, not always, but can often be the least funny things. And Mm -hmm. Beef and Dairy, performative as it is, Mm -hmm. presents itself as true, but sometimes those things bleed in and some of the shows i listen to call themselves comedy and call themselves comedians and you know we're just this is a comedy show guys it's no 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 you don't get you don't get to say that Mm. other people get to say that it's not a moniker you get to put on yourself um and so i yeah i think that's an interesting sort of division that you can listen to something like dubai friday because it is objectively a comedy podcast but it doesn't ever announce that and there's no it's performative, but they don't say, yes, it's begun. Yes. This is now the start. This is the podcast. In much the way that we do, we don't acknowledge, you know, uh, that there are no listeners. You know, we, we, we don't acknowledge that. Um, that, you know, so, so yeah. acknowledge that there are no listeners. Yeah, nice. indeed. Nice. Um, there's no curtain opening. So, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, but no, I, I, I do think that the, the writing is very sharp and the, uh, the performances are very good and the uh, production values are very good as well. The, yeah. the audio design is nice. Yes, it is. And I, I, I actually, more than Eli, I enjoyed the chap who's from, um, from Environmental Health and then Animal Welfare. Yes. I thought he was marvellous. Yeah. The way that he kind of went through through the things that he went through and the way that he talked about them was was brilliant. Yeah. There's, I mean, I, I, I doubt you'll go back, but uh, if you ever did, um, there is some names in comedy that you'll know and recognise, um, mm. like some Mike Wozniak. Um, mm. He's in he's in a couple uh, and, and people like that you will find dotted around. And then occasionally you get, I mean, Hal, Hal Lublin was in, I think one of the most recent episodes who's a guy I I like um from the Thrilling Adventure Hour and he now has a max fun show but there's there's a couple of other people you know Helen Zaltzman often does things Martin Austwick does music so there's there's bleed in from other podcasts as well so yeah it's nice okay it's on a nice a, on a related note to that mm. Have you seen this program they have on uh, Sunday night? I think it, I think it's on on Sunday night. It may, or maybe I was watching a repeat called the Mash Report on BBC Two. I've heard of it and I've seen the the odd mention on Facebook, but I've not watched it yet. the The only thing I want to say about that was it was like it was just full of faces of people who I know from podcasts. Oh, okay, um, which 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 was kind of like oh, I was a mm. bit wasn't wasn't expecting to see you here. World's bleeding. Well, didn't need to, didn't didn't know what your face looked like. Yeah. Now I do. Didn't Don't need like to know it. what your face looked like. <laughs> <laughs> um I learned in particular I learned this week that uh Andrew Hunter Murray from uh No Such Thing as a Fish 
you familiar with that podcast? I, I am, yes. Yes. Um, sorry, you, you, you paused like you were like... Well, I, I, no, I didn't pause because I wasn't speaking. Oh, okay, maybe we have got a delay then. Um, so Andrew Hunter-Murray from No Such Thing as a Fish, he's one of the, the QI writers. Yes. Uh, he's he's now on-screen talent on BBC Two, which is surprising. Yeah, well, um, he, he had... They, they, they tried... Um, they did do a, a show, a brief they? A brief stint as a, with a TV show, yeah. They do. I think. I think they've had two series of that actually. Oh, okay. So they're doing. They're doing okay. But uh, essentially, that was just the podcast with cameras pointing at it, wasn't it? Pretty much. No such it's thing as format. the news. I believe it was called. But yeah. So this thing, he was more doing um, the, uh, the the fake comedic interview mm. shtick, where he was going and getting experts to talk about a thing and playing playing straight but asking daft questions. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was doing that, and I was looking at him. I was thinking, "Oh my god, you look like Michael Gove," and it's really annoying me. Yeah. <laughs> and then Michael Gove was part of the story he was reporting on, and, oh. and then at the end, he uh, he addressed the fact that he looks like Michael Gove. Yay! Which was fun. Um, so, quick admin question: Yeah, is the Mash report related to the Daily Mash? I don't know. Okay, because that's, what, what, uh, that's, the, that's so what I wonder. The Daily Mash, then the Daily Mash is one of those British attempts at the Onion. Uh, like the, what was the first yes. one? The, the, yes, the no, original yeah, right. one that did it. Um, I there don't was know one why I just the brain thought about yeah. this. Yes, I know what the Daily Mash is. Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, I so thought it's you news thump and daily news thump and daily mash. Those oh no, things. I got I got it the wrong way around. News thump is the one that that yeah the the, the Daily Mash has been doing it for longer, haven't they? And then I yeah. think news thump is one of those that's come along and tried to try to give it a go as well. Yeah, with the Institute of Studies and all that. Oh, well, there you go. I don't read um, much of the stuff. I don't know I, if yeah. it is connected to okay or not, but I did sit there wondering what the name meant and yeah. briefly wonder if it was that it's mm, it's an interesting show mm-hmm. i'm not going to say i'm not going to say it's good mm-hmm. but i'm going to say that i laughed okay um i didn't intend to watch it and i was intending to read and then suddenly it was the end of the program and i'd watched all of it mm. so that's kind of good yes but it it doesn't quite it doesn't quite land what it is so you can't quite work out to what extent it's a parody of something like um, The Daily Show mm-hmm. or to what extent it's trying to be The Daily Show. Yes. And there was there was a really, really strange fourth wall break this week, which I was like, was that, was that somebody cutting the wrong shots up in the wrong sequence? Or did you mean for me to see that? Which was, which was, uh, there was, there was a... Um, Oh God, I've got to go long into the weeds to explain this, but essentially there was a joke early on about the main presenter being mistaken for somebody. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I'm just coughing my guts up. You carry on. And then (coughs) at at one point, somebody handed back from one end of the studio to him and it was the person who he'd been mistaken for sat behind the desk. Right. Okay. It wasn't, and that person isn't a famous person. Yeah. So it was quite a hard joke to, to work and establish anyway. And, then they cut to something else, but then they kind of cut back and you saw the two of them swapping places and the main presenter sitting back in his place and the other person leaving. Mm. And you're like, well, how did that get on BBC Two? Because this is... <laughs> what, what, what is actually happening here? And, and the Andrew Hunter-Murray thing as well, you know, he, he did do that kind of Ali G thing of, I am interviewing you. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you ridiculous questions straight-faced and try oh. and get your response. And it's the thing that Kunk's doing as well. Yes, on her stuff. He was doing that, but then the answers they were getting, the answers that he was getting to the questions were like they were in on the joke okay. instead of being straight answers. And I was like, yeah. oh, "Is this supposed to be a comment on that format, or 
Yeah, because I think the the, the the kunk thing I think does it quite well because they're obviously prepped, but they don't. They're not as incredulous. Like they 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 sort of get past the conceit re- fairly quickly. Of all right, this is a dumb person asking actually sometimes normal questions <laughs> that yes. people think about, but she's doing it in that way. Like they they don't spend too long on the person trying to guess is this for real or whatever they they actually just get to the funny uh which obviously speaks to them having been prepped um mm. which is good I think that's a good way to do it so they're real people um but yeah i i i don't think that format's played out enough for people to start making fun of it um it's not ha- it's not a hackneyed thing so uh, maybe they're just not doing it that well <laughs> Well, the yeah. So Andrew and Murray ended up being the butt of the interview jokes rather than mm. the, rather than the interview subject. So uh, w- one one person just like said that's a ridiculous question, and the other person called him uh, a bourgeois idiot, mm. and that doesn't quite land in that format, right? I wonder. Uh, are they trying to go a little bit day to day? Yeah, I, it's you. You need to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Absolutely. I, I, yeah. Mm. I don't know if um, it will, but yes. But I did, but it did make me laugh. But it yeah. felt very, it felt very Radio Four com- comedy oh. news stuff as well. And it was like, so there's lots, there's lots in there that I yeah. feel conflicted about. There's but um, it was okay. Have we done that, mate? Uh, talking about podcasts and then yeah. Po- yeah. oh yeah, faces of podcasts on yeah. TV. Yeah, there's there's some Radio Four stuff that's translated that I can I can get on board with. Like I still like the news quiz, but um, who's the guy? Is it David Hare? That might be wrong. I think that is. I wrong. mean, there is a man called David. Yeah, Hare. there is a man called David Hare. Um, so go on, tell me what you think David Hare's done. No, it's not. No, it's. I think it's no. It's it's someone Dare. It's Bill. I think it's Bill. Bill or Phil Dare. And you're he's there. he's you dare. dare. He's the guy who does Dead Ringers and oh, um, a couple of other. No, uh, exactly my point. Uh, all of his stuff. Um, there was oh there was there was a show that was like an improv show that felt like a rainy after sc- a rainy lunchtime uh where school sort of for whatever reason everyone's in school but they 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 can't do their normal timetable so people just sort of put on a talent show um <laughs> and it was called like bunkerman stuff or like something really awful like that um right. and it had it had a couple of decent people in and then it was really bad and it was it was a it was a dare thing um and it was uh yeah like his, his stuff has a stink oh the now show that's the other one yeah there's there's mm. just there's a stink about that stuff that mm, is can't just do it can't yeah exactly because it is so whatever that thing is um, i normally yeah. miss probably about 20 to 25 percent of every run of the news quiz mm-hmm. because i'm deleting the friday night comedy podcast yes, yes. because it's been the now show yes yeah and, and you, then, you, then I you forget it. i wait for to hear miles miles's voice and if i don't hear miles's voice if it's if it's usually if it's punt and dennis then i yeah mm-hmm. i'm skipping i used to listen to it quite a lot and then i got the mitch ben joke uh and then i got the uh, the the other joke that they do, and then and then that was it. And so actually, some of the stand up bits, like if you get a John Finnemore on there, then you're golden. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing his his sort of three minutes, um, or a, or a Sue Perkins or a Josie Long. Some of those bits are, are they like, they're usually good. Uh, yeah, yeah, they have. I think I think oh. Perko 
Perko. I think Perko's done one. <laughs> Me and Perko. She writes a really good rant. She used to do it really well on the news quiz. Uh, and they were obviously well, you know, obviously written and, and, and a little bit rehearsed and she would just go off on this on this sort of minute-long rant about a subject. And they, they work really well. Marcus Brigstock can, can do them quite well. And there's a couple of others that are all right. But then, yeah, just... Talking of Perko, mm. um, straight after the MASH report, whatever it's called, on Sunday, it, it segues there. Nice nice bit of scheduling. Uh, they've, they've got the comedy people there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's There's a comedy panel show. Uh-huh. That Perkins is the uh, chair of yes, um, and I I ended up watching about ten minutes of that before I finally was like, oh, I actually was to that to the bed. fake news thing or something? No, right. No. So I think it's called I think it's called the name game. Right. Oh no, and it's not. But I know the I know the show. Basically, the setup is is that they choose a name, and then all the questions are about names. Yeah. And then all the comedians get to do their pre-written bits about the name. Yeah. Structured around some jokes. Yeah. And it, again, I was watching it and I was laughing and there were people who I like on it, including, um, uh, funnily enough, another person from one of the podcasts I was thinking about from the other one. So Nish Kumar is the main presenter of Daily Mash and he's ah. on some of the best episodes of Quickly Kevin. Mm-hmm. And then your man Josh, who does the sitcom Josh, yep. is, is in the panel of Insert the name, he's name here. captains. Uh, of insert name here, that's correct. <laughs> and uh, he's the main presenter of, or one of the, the the two main presenters of Quickly Kevin, which is the podcast I know Nish Kumar from. Yep. Um, I've never so heard he's, it pronounced- he's very funny. I really like him. Uh, and I'm watching it and I'm thinking like, there's, there's jokes and I'm laughing. This format, who the hell came up with this? Mm. Was it A, something that Alan Partridge pitched? <laughs> And is it B, is this a new series of Rob Brydon's annually retentative? <laughs> because it totally felt like that. Yes. And, but then annually retentative was so, so on the burn about that. It was wonderful. It was a it lovely show. It absolutely nailed this kind of panel show ISIS. Yes. Yeah, I, I used to do a TV music theme show, TV theme music uh, podcast. And uh, I, I went through a period where I'd, um, I was just, I'd pick a specific show and talk about that for a bit and right. find links between them. And, and annually retentive is one of the ones that, that I picked because it was such a lovely show. And, and it was, it was when we were sort of peak Bryden at the time. Yeah. Um, and I had Russell Tovey and, um, uh, and Dave Gorman and, and it was really, really good. Uh, and Sharon Horgan, that was who I was trying to remember. Sharon Horgan. Yes. She was like the PA, wasn't she? Yep. 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 Or the or the production manager or something. She she was she was a, a backstage role, wasn't she? And basically, yes. she was constantly putting Rob in his place. Yes. Ah, uh, lovely, lovely show. Um, yeah. yeah. I, did it do Did it do well, or was it or was it a cult thing? I I'm trying to. I'm, I'm actually I'm, I'm on the thing now. It managed two series, so yeah. I think it probably did the standard. Like that's what we go for, isn't it? I think if you if you can do your twelve episodes, you've you've done what you came here to do. And so I think that's all that matters, if you know what I mean. I think you, you've done your two, you've done your faulty towers. Mm-hmm. Um, well done. You you can move off now with without any egg on your face. I think if you do one, then you have the question of, was it good enough to come back? Whereas if right. you've done two, you get to say, well, that's a number. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, you know, and, and I, yeah, I watched every one of them. And uh, I, I, 
It was like um, it, it was around a similar time as Time Trumpet, and that might have been Time Trumpet was so good. A little bit too high concept for people, because it took me a second to yeah. actually go. Hang on, this is set in the future, looking back on the present, or set in the far future, sometimes looking back on the near future. Yeah, um, and that can sometimes and. It the comedians was, doing their bits in that were, were just incredible because yeah. the, they were all in on the joke. Yeah. And they were they were the sort of comedians who don't get to be Stuart McConey having a memory about no. 1973. <laughs> the, the, they, they, were, they were the comedians who were the sorts of comedians who would comment on that instead. Yes. Uh, uh, and that just made it – I mean, you had uh, uh, um, Richard Yodi was one of them. Yeah. Stu Lee was one of them. Yeah. He was in twice. He was in as two different people. He was in as Stuart Lee and then as Stu Lee. (laughs) Like him, but with slightly different hair, I think. I remember that being a thing. Yes, I do. I feel Um, like that's where, I I don't know, but it feels like there's a shared DNA between that stuff and and the likes of of Kunk and and Barry Shitpeas. There seems to be some, you know, some, some melding there. I think we've, we've touched on this before, but you know that Barry Shippies is a t- children's TV producer in real life. <laughs> oh, that's ace. I didn't that's know that. why, um, that's why uh, Brian Butterfield is, uh, is a canonical CBBC character now. No. Yeah. Yeah. Did you not know this? No, I did not. Brian, Brian Butterfield was the, was the face of uh, the Olympic Games for CBBC. <gasps> That's introducing, amazing! Introducing different sports and things, I Oh, believe. my God! But the, if, you, if you go on a deep dive on Brian Butterfield stuff, the, you'll eventually find a load of stuff that was made for CBBC and not for uh, Peter Serovinovich's own show. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm putting one into the show notes now on um, YouTube. Which, which is oh, rather, my rather God, rather I'm so happy. Uh, <laughs> Strawberry bonbon morns. Birthday pie. Pizza. Do you remember that video that came out last year that was that uh, Tory candidate? Oh, yes. Very, it, very Butterfield. It was so Butterfield. It was untrue. There was the bit at the end where he's standing in his room yep. and they kind of crash zoom onto his face and there's a poster of himself behind yep. himself. He is the he was he was also and it's not fair to make fun of someone's physical appearance but he was an odd looking man he was like a long man he was he was like a slenderman he was so like his suit the arms on that thing were so long he just looked like three small children stacked up in a suit with a with a man's head on and then he made his own theme song same theme song oh, oh. how did um, it go I, now I, I, I've been trying to remember because I, I nearly had it in my head then um, uh, uh, for conservative na, 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 and conservative na, 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 make sure that you get it right vote for Greg Knight yes Greg Knight Greg well Knight done. Oh, I, I, it only came to me because I was singing it, and that's that's the power of of it's a, obviously a well written theme song. <laughs> it is obviously a well written theme song. Mark. You're correct. <laughs> in, in my in my memory of this of this uh, of this advert for for Greg Knight's campaign as well, the the office was very Brian Butterfield as well because yes. it looked like it had last been fitted out in 1987. Yeah, on the cheap with yeah. secondhand stuff. Yeah. 
It was oh, you, you have to find that video. Oh yeah, it's it's sure. it's uh, it's in the show notes. Oh, it's in the show He's, notes. Yeah, he oh what what an odd looking man. I'm sorry, but oh dear. Uh, but yeah, that is oh, it's, it's great. It's gr- oh, it's great. It's great. It's lovely. So can I pitch another? Uh, can I pitch another long forgotten um, little cult two thousands comedy gem at you? Oh please! It's another Rob Brydon. I Her might know commentary. <laughs> yeah. It's a DVD of that on my bookcase. Yeah. It's staring me in the face right now. Yeah, I watched an episode. You didn't like? I was. It's not that I didn't like it. I wasn't compelled to carry on watching it. It only got one season, and I think probably mm. because it, it is one joke. Yeah, which is that he gets old films and speaks over the top of them in the in the character of I think it's Peter Delaney, mm-hmm. the um, the director of of many great works, going through <laughs> a retrospective of his of his career, directing things such as The Bounder. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember there was there was an episode of Bonanza. Um, that's one of the ones I'd seen. Let me get the DVD down. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it it was. I, I don't know why, but it was. Um, it, it was. It was another nice, another nice concept. Um, but I think ITV don't do well with comedies, and they often make weird choices. And it just felt like one of those to me. I think that's why oh, I didn't you, stick with this it. This is a B, This is this is yeah. A BBC. It's an ITV. Yeah, it's an ITV. I assumed joint. it was BBC. Yeah, um, and they. I mean, they they made a they made a sitcom with Davina McCall and. Oh, one of the Irish comedians that doesn't quite seem right. No, they they made. I, I don't know if they're if they they've grown out of this now, but they made a lot of very odd choices for a while, where they would just they would put people in things that you don't put in things, and right. and a comedy was often one of those ones where you're like, that's not how we make telly. That's not. I don't. And you've been doing this for a while. You do know how to do it. Um. Because Coronation Street's actually really well made, uh, and that's your main program. But this isn't demonstrative of anyone who knows how to make telly. And because it was around that period, I sort of didn't give the director's commentary thing much, much of a go. I mean, as a rule, I don't watch a lot of ITV generally because it doesn't really um, speak speak to me necessarily. If I was of a mind, I would uh, like I. For whatever reason, I, I sort of I, I don't, but I think if 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 it was easy to get hold of on demand, I hmm. think I would be the kind of person who watched Coronation Street because it's so watchable, and it I, I genuinely think it is a really well put together show, and hmm. some of the writing on there is really good. Uh, it, you know, in the constraints that they have, in the delivery times that they have, I actually think they do a really good job. Um, but I, you know, it, I don't watch soaps, but I think if I if mm. I if I was of a mind, or if I just had more free time, where mm. I, I did a nine to five and I just came home and I didn't feel guilty about just sitting in front of the telly, not that mm. anyone should, but I I you know that's just the way I work. That I think I probably would like really get into it because it is mm. I, uh, yeah. But I don't think there's huge amounts to commend ITV on. I think their dramas often fizzle out because. Mm. They, they don't know how to end shows and it's I know it that's not how channels work like the different channels know how to make telly and different because that's not how commissioning works because no. channels don't make programs but there's something about well typically anyway but there's something about ITV the choices they make in a whether it's a commissioning capacity or whatever just seem 
a bit odd, a bit odd sometimes, and sometimes a little bit off. Um, and 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 that just seems ingrained in the way they make telly, and it's odd. Hmm. Mm. I guess I guess it works for them. They make they make their money. Oh, exactly. They're doing just so fine. They're, they're, they're speaking to someone who isn't us, but yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's the crucial thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's for it's for for different things uh, for different people. Um, I wanted to talk. Well, we've gone down a big <clears throat> cul-de-sac here, so I need to ask you about your homework, and then we'll, we'll yeah. actually have to probably save most of this week's show for next time. <laughs> yes, I'm going to have some very. I think next week I made a realization about myself this week. Um, oh. or last week that I think it would be interesting to talk about. Um, oh. uh, I really I think it was a really good episode. It was on sleep and uh, sleep is killing you and uh, or your well, it's really that your lack of sleep is killing you and how dangerous a lack of sleep is. Um, mm. And uh, that was really interesting. And I think one of the things that interested me as I'm now on a diet is this whole thing of um, lack of sleep can be linked or has been linked to uh, obesity and to right. high blood sugar. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Um, and at the moment, I'm getting good amounts of sleep and I'm on a diet. And so both of those things are working quite nicely. Um, nice. So, uh, but no, I, I thought, I did think that was an interesting thing, although last night was a weird night sleep-wise. But I, I think, um, yeah, I, 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 did, I did think that was a, an interesting episode. I don't get that show anymore. I don't know what it is. No, no, no. That's why I don't, I don't listen to it really. Yeah. I just kind of occasionally dip into them, as I as I mentioned last time. And it it doesn't know what it is either. Um, no, I liked it when it was surprisingly awesome. I thought that was so a good format. I. Yeah, yes. obviously everyone else disagreed in terms of the listening public, which is a real shame. And also the guys, as often you know, you get you get certain talent, and then they get bored, or they they get rich, or they get distracted, um, and so they went off and did their film and did their whatever else and that was a real shame and i know sometimes i guess gimlet will just go well it's not working yeah i mean do you think did you not think when they made the announcement did you not think this was essentially a mystery show pod de mm. in terms of them going we can kind of keep pj and alex sat at some desks making cheap stuff that's really really successful every three weeks every, every, yeah be nice if they put out a podcast every now and again but yeah Oh well, they did say this week that they're going through some changes and they're going to be uh, they're going to be having a slightly more sedate release schedule. So uh. yeah, that's a fucking uh, for the um, I, I did, like, uh, anyway. Uh, it's, uh, oh. uh, bah, bah, bah. But oh, bah, obviously bah, bah, they, they, they they've got their PJ and their and their Alex. That's that is alongside startup. That's their mm. their kind of keystone mm. piece of content that that that, that, that they have. Yeah. That's something where you can say, "What's Gimlet about?" Yes. And and people will go, oh, okay, yeah, I've heard of that. And those people are internet famous. They can do mystery show. And um, actually, probably, they probably get almost as many episodes in six months as they do a reply all. But no, they're looking at they're looking at spending, uh, giving Stahali Klein a load of money and she'll drift back in a year later with a few, with like 30 minutes of tape. Yeah. Um, and crammed into, not, crammed into 45 minutes. Yeah. And that's, that, that's not that's not a fit for them. So it's in the same way that um, uh, Time Trumpet isn't a fit for ITV. <laughs> Unfortunately, Mystery Show, I'm, I'm very, very thankful for Gimlet for bringing it into the world because it's mm. still one of my favourite pieces of audio. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, d- um, uh, I, I did think it was it was half an hour or, or 50, 20 minutes of, of programme squeezed into half an hour, I did sometimes think. Oh, um, that's harsh. 
Oh, I don't know. I think if you listen back to some of it, there's lots of lots of unnecessarily plinky plonk fade out music because they didn't have anything and um there's actually not a lot of substance to that show it's 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 a nice listen and it is enjoyable and where you know there there are some nice nuggets of story in there but i think there's a lot of whoosh and just sort of isn't that a nice sound and it's like well this is supposed to be a story and there's actually not that much story here but you've you've stretched it and that there, there is a bit of stretching and that that's a, a you know can happen across Gimlet, but not to the degree that I noticed it. I think Startup does that, but not to the degree that I I happen to notice it in uh, in Mystery Show. But I did like the show, and I was sad to see it go. So I'm I'm certainly yeah. not I'm not I'm not shitting on it. I, I had no problem with the with the other single mm-hmm. pace of it. I, I liked that the story had some had some room to breathe. But we'll we'll agree to, to yeah, differ yeah, on that absolutely. one. But that, that you know her her way of working obviously mm. isn't a fit for them. They yeah. want something that's a bit more office based, maybe something that can be turned around faster and quicker. And I, I got the feeling that surprisingly awesome um, may have been a similar kind of thing where they're just like yeah you know that was nice. You're not quite working out as the talent. Yeah, and I wonder shame. what that means to something like Heavyweight, which hasn't published for a while now. Uh, I, oh, actually. Where, again, they kind of went, hey, we've got a rock star presenter. Oh, shit, that's a good point, because they were on, they did a, they did a season one, mm-hmm. and then they did a few episodes of a season two, and that's a good point. It's Because I was just thinking about Heavyweight, because I, I was thinking about that as a good example of one that's working, but they haven't published for a while. That's a good point. Hmm. Because I don't, yeah, I don't actually know what's going on with that show, and I've lost John. I'm here. Oh right. Oh wow, you paused I'm a lot. You puzzle, puzzle stuff out. Oh okay, sorry. Um, no, because yeah, because I, I did listen to that a lot, and I, I've really enjoyed that show. And I don't know if they just had a Christmas break and they haven't come back, or, or if they made an announcement I've forgotten. But is that gone? Do we know? Is that gone? Okay. I, I I don't know because mm. yeah that genuinely was a, th- a one that I was I was thinking was was working um, but yeah I I I I don't know what every little thing is but I did like that episode uh, the first half um, the second half was just them doing their every little thing thing and I'm like yeah I'm I'm sort of not into twee facts um, I think I think I'm probably QI'd out uh, in that sense sort of twee twee fact stuff I'm not. Like, oh look, there's a person that measures eyelids. That's okay. I I I I sound like a I sound like a mental, really horrible, harsh person. Uh, so maybe I think the, the the fact of it is really interesting, and I do like minutia. Maybe it's the way it's presented. I don't know. Mm. So the the other the other given one that I was thinking of that um, I thought was really 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 great and really interesting, and I think was probably quite time intensive. Um, because it was it was like their little crack at um, this American life mm. um, was undone. Oh yeah, what a great show! Yeah, and and, and again, it was like oh, we've had a season that was yeah. expensive. Yeah, <laughs> yes, we spent loads of time finding out about stuff that happened once. Yeah, yeah indeed. I, I I do think that was a, a nice one. Crime Town, uh, I I found to be a very good listen. Um, the two guys enjoy leaning into the, hey, we're we're a couple of 
guys who sound a little bit like gangsters. We're going to call it Crime Town, and they're le- leaning into that a little bit. But it's a it's a it's a good show. Um, I and actually listen to it. It's it is actually I'd say it's worth a listen. Um, okay. it, it it's gone. I think it's it's gone off the boil now just because the story. I think because it, it was it was a particular story, and I haven't really picked up the thread of what they're on about in in the latest one. But the 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 first sort of main few episodes about this guy, the the mayor of of um, Providence, Rhode Island, it caught my attention in the way that mm. subsequent episodes haven't. But it was um it was a good it was a good listen. Um, yeah, there's uh, hmm, interesting. I I I am fascinated by like how much money is pumped into Gimlet and how little it seems sometimes they put out on a regular basis I find that odd because and I'm sure it's I'm sure there's a reason I'm sure you know (laughs) I don't think anyone there's lazy um, but it it makes me wonder if there's some efficiencies or something because the fact that Reply All is basically now whenever they can get around to it um, it would be, and and actually, a lot of it now is um, as entertaining as it is, it, and it's great. And I think this is probably difficult for them, but they um, a lot of it now is yes, yes, no's, and uh, stuff that they can just do from the office. Yeah. Whereas they've done some fascinating. You know, if you think of twenty. 16 I think 2015 Mm. or 2016 was absolutely their year that was the one they did an amazing episode where they went on holiday to Coney Island and stuff that was beautiful and it was so well put together like they were going to have a call with someone and the call didn't pan out so they they did credits and then they said Matt Lieber is a uh, uh, someone committing you to go on a summer holiday or something like that and they just run with it for the whole thing and it was glorious um the, the, the episodes where they track down the um, call center. Yep, wonderful from last year, and the one on acid, and they, like they have had. So not to shit on them, they've had some wonderful episodes, yeah. and now it feels like let's just sit in the office because uh, maybe it's a budgetary thing, or maybe like they're knackered because there's a lot that goes into. Yeah, I get the feeling. Shows. I get the feeling as the feeling from stuff that times when they've appeared on other on other podcasts. Mm that they're kind of ascending into kind of some management support um, and, and that they may be doing some ed- editing work for the other shows. Oh, right. I've, I've heard their names mentioned on the credits and stuff for a few of the other Gimlet shows. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I, if, if, if I'm wrong about that, do, do correct me, but I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure I've kind of... No, that wasn't me questioning you. Um, no, that, that is interesting. Mm, I've mm. I've not heard their names and I've not heard them outside of the podcast so uh, mm. I just I can't speak to that but that's that's an interesting thing because they're really good at what they do mm-hmm. um, and they're very charismatic but I guess if they can be of more use to Gimlet helping other shows that's mm-hmm. probably more used to the company as a whole than them being charming on on the radio yeah mm. interesting. Mm. Interesting times. Yes. Uh, we we're talking of uh, acting professionally. We're running over. So, yeah. so um, we've um, already actually prearranged our homework. Weirdly, yes, we have. Well, we we should we do don't know what more it is. so that we don't just assign it uh, with the last thirty seconds of show. Um, we don't know what our homework is, though. We, we we've written it down, but we don't know what it is. No, we don't. Um, so we've got to write something about the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but neither of us know why. We know it's for a magazine. Um, okay. 
Uh, well, sorry. I know it's for a magazine, uh, an online magazine that's doing a thing about Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy because there's a 40th anniversary. It's also an online magazine that's an actual magazine. Oh, okay. Nice. I think it's got a real... I think it's real. Cool. It's something you can show your mom. Oh, nice. Uh, that's always good. Um, so, yeah. I, 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 And so we've got to find angles to write so that we can throw about five different or oh, four different um, chances to market the Beware of the Leopard podcast uh, to another audience, which is a legit so thing to do. It's the 40th anniversary of Hitchhiker's Guide. There you go. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Right. Uh, that, but yeah, or... that would check out. No, the the, the radio, radio transmission, radio yeah, okay. that would check out. And so a sci-fi magazine, which may be a website or may exist in Dead Trees, is asking for people to submit content for their special coverage of this amazing event. That's this it. once in a lifetime event until the next time it happens when we can celebrate the book and then the next time when we can celebrate the book. So, uh, so um, and we are um, going to grab desperately at it and try and make it work for us in some capacity by being clever and witty and knowledgeable about that source material. Yeah. And then profit. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and okay. and that's that's the bit I'm worried about. Is um, yeah, sorry, I, I know we we've got to go, but yeah, I don't know what the angle is because I have a podcast. I do a podcast about the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It doesn't feel like an angle, so I need to find one. No, no, but, uh, Danny and uh, Danny and John seem to think that. <laughs> I know they easy. seem to think that that that's an angle, but having done that before, uh, having having done submitted a press release through a PR company that is an angle about a podcast that went nowhere. Uh, I did that for the Mood Elevator and I did a whole week of um, doing this podcast because it was usually every week or uh, uh, twice a week. And so I did a thing where every day I I, I put out good news headlines uh, in the wake of, of Trump uh, that being a thing. And mm. I put that out as a press release and no one picked it up. Uh, so, yeah. So okay. having having done that before and thinking I have a podcast, that's an angle. It's I, I, In my experience, isn't an angle. But... John Bounds will hear this and he can he can correct me. So I'm not throwing shade at John, um, mm-hmm. and he will he will let me know uh, how I've misinterpreted it. So but the question is, Mark, is what am I, what do I need to write? Yeah, I think we maybe just need to spool back through WhatsApp, or we could just play cat and just go to them and go, "What is it?" <laughs> like we did on uh, last week's episode. Oh, before Change. you go, uh, yeah, uh... I I I never do this. I never do this, but I I laughed out loud at my own bit when I was editing. Was episode. Was and I was delighted with my little poem. Uh, oh, I knew what the joke was and then it landed and it still made me laugh out loud and I never do that on my own stuff, so I'm very very pleased. See, that that is how you tell people you've got a podcast. Oh yeah. Drops Thursday everyone. Yeah, it does. Should we get it's, out of it? It's at Beware of the Leopard, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's btlpodcast.com. And, and maybe soon to be part of a, a thing called The Outpost. We'll find out. Oh, gosh. Too many, too much I content. I know. So, too, too many hanging uh, hanging chads. Uh, we, we'll, we'll pick these threads up. Hey. Hey. Hello. Hello. Oh. Oh. Ah, it's almost like the name has begun to make sense of <clears throat> what the show is and wasn't just a cynical ploy to make a joke about the internet. Should we see you next week? Yeah, bye.